Welcome to Competency Number Five, a bi-weekly podcast on maintaining calm and presence when coaching, leading, and living our lives. I'm your host, DG McCullough. In each episode, we interview those finding joy and clarity through being present. We also document my attempts as a communications coach to certify with the International Coaching Federation as a Master Certified Coach, an excellent and very strict training for maintaining presence. So step away from your work and join us for a bit on competency number five. Well, I used to be in a marching band, but out of school, I made a new plan. Well, we're back at competency number five my podcast on coaching, leading, and living our lives from a state of presence. And I'm not going to introduce my guest because I really adore him and I love how he introduced himself. Do you want to say hi to our listeners? Definitely, Debbie. Hi. And uh, this is not the first time we are having this conversation. So this is the second time Mm -hmm. we initially had this conversation our first conversation on the diversity of communication. And that came from our intense presence, I believe, Jerry. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. It was a very spontaneous moment and I think we were brainstorming on something, (laughs) solving some huge problem that humanity was facing and we were both facing. And I think I just asked to hit record and it became an episode for the Sage Sayers podcast, which was so fun and a very pivotal change for my podcast, by the way. Yeah, 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 that's right. And then everyone that listened to the podcast have told that they really loved the conversation because it was two-way and it was unscripted and it was being on that present and having a great conversation with a purpose. Absolutely. And I just realized you haven't told my listeners, our listeners, your name. Oh, I'm (laughs) Satya Raman. (laughs) By the way, I am working with Debbie on sharpening my communication skills and we are exploring. And also, I'm working to become a coach myself. That's right. So you're already Associate Certified Coach and you're reaching to the mid-rung of the three rungs available to us to become a Professional Certified Coach, PCC. I have completed the hours for the ACC. I'm directly going into the PCC because I realized in this journey that mm. I would like to make the person as the primary coaching objective rather than what. Mm-hmm. So I realized while initially it is good to know about what, it is about who. So instead of taking ACC certification, I'm moving past that to directly take into PCC certification because I'm fully concentrating on the who part of it. That's right. And for those of our listeners who are not coaches, one thing to note is professional certified coaches to certify that way with the International Coaching Federation, you need 500 individual coaching hours minimum, considerable training as well, but also the International Coaching Federation as they evaluate our oral recordings 
of us coaching our clients at this level are listening to see how well we adhere to the seven core competencies, number five being maintaining presence. And what I love about Sathya being here today is I'm also up in my career to reach for the third rung master certified coach, which requires 2,500 hours. And we're both finding in our journey how much it comes back to what Sathya was just saying, which is we must trust the process, number one, and then we must coach the person, not the problem. And if you're listening to this episode and you're not a coach, you will know that even in leadership and business and as a parent, as a devoted spouse to the person we love, as all of a devoted friend, when we coach and be with the person versus try to fix the problem, <laughs> we see very powerful shifts indeed. And I wondered, Satya, as you're going about your PCC certification, what is the biggest struggle in coaching? And then ask me too, what's the biggest struggle for us as coaches or as humans to coach the person or be with the person versus fix the problem? What are our blockers? The major blocker is the coach himself. <laughs> because uh, in Indian wisdom, ancient knowledge and wisdom, it is always said that we are called manushya, which means human, because we have that ego sitting in ourselves that is always thinking. We always had a thinking hat versus we call something called soul, which is atma, which is always peaceful. It is always present. It is always peaceful. But our mind actually pulls us in all the direction. So they equate the mind to the monkey. Mm, tell me more about the monkey. <laughs> so in coaching principle, what I learned was the fly in the wall, which is a coach that is watching the other coach who is having conversation so that when the conversation goes from the person, to the problem or something else, pull them back because the fly in the wall will pull them back. Indian line of thinking was that the old scripture says, the coach is the permanent one, but mind is the monkey that jumps out of that mm -hmm. and starts wandering. Mm -hmm. Pull the monkey back and then make it sit in one place and that will make such a tremendous power. This is where if you go to one of our uh, ancient epic called Ramayana, the most powerful being in Ramayana was not the hero. It is not the Rama. It was the Hanuman, which was the monkey god. Mm. And he himself didn't realize his power until somebody told him. So pulling that monkey in ourselves, the mind in ourselves, and making that sit in the place is the most powerful thing that we can have being in present. Mm -hmm. So how do we manage the monkey? A monkey so active like a toddler who just learned to walk. How do we make that monkey sit, especially in a coaching call, when 
even though it's just the two of you, it's surprisingly challenged to tame that monkey mind. Yeah. Then now I would like to ask you this question because you are a very seasoned coach, Debbie, and you helped me. And one of the reasons that I have continued coaching with you was, if you remember our first interaction. Mm-hmm. Uh, From the fields you of, were, you were fields of calm. Yes. And you took that call from your car, but still I felt that you were in intense presence when we had the conversation. How did you do that? Oh, thank you. Well, I accidentally spoke over you, so I didn't get to hear you explain the context. I had, the context was you were my new client. I saw that you were a new client. I knew our appointment was coming up, but I dropped my sister and brother-in-law to the, from New Zealand back to the airport at Chicago So they could return back to New Zealand after a a week off from work with me. Coming home, we had Hayes arrive in Wisconsin, which is normally beautiful, clear sky, but the Canada fires had drifted to us and the haze was so intense, my GPS wasn't working. So even though I'd budgeted immense time to be back at my remote office for our call, the confused GPS had me lost. And in the end, I decided to pull over in my Jeep this at the side of the road in a field of corn (laughs) 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 and log into our call. And I think one thing that helped me decide to do that was take a chance. Okay, well, what's the worst case scenario that could happen here? This client is going to be offended that I'm in my Jeep. And I thought, well, that was my saboteur. So I thought, well, my sage counted. Well, if they are, they are. We just close the call and we take it at another time. I think the second piece was acceptance. I've done all I can to get back to my remote office. For situations out of my control, I could not. But I am in my Jeep. The air is safe in here. And I'm still in a confined, closed, private space. It's just different to the one that I hoped. (laughs) Now, my stickler saboteur, the one that, overdrives on perfectionism and aesthetics and beauty was horrified but then I thought well I'm still wearing a really cute I'm still dressed how I wanted to show I'm still from the waist up I'm still very professional and who cares I'm in my jeep and I think I also announced it to you this was my situation and I think I may have asked permission to still coach in this space and if I remember right Sathya I showed you with my phone my view and you could see the haze (laughs) on my fields and if I remember right, that built an instant trust and rapport and empathy with us because I was so overjoyed by your, I think that sharing actually bonded us right at the beginning, if I remember right. Your response built accept- even more acceptance in me because you were so, oh, well, I'm glad you're safe and it doesn't bother me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so did, this is beautiful did I remember because- that right? So it's kind of acceptance. Yes. Letting go of the fear, partnering with my client at the front end and staying agile. So maintaining presence, actually, even before I got on the call. Yeah, that brought two monkeys to one place. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You know, one mind, when your mind was going around, Mm. you know, and then my mind was going around why it is getting delayed and all those things. Being in the present and bringing both of our mind to the present helped to create that 
environment that was safe, peaceful, and then connecting human to human. Mm-hmm. It was a very human situation I was in. It was kind yeah. of like a, a curveball. Here's the other thing that I think I might be doing. I'm always trying to maintain presence. I'm always trying to stay authentic. Be me no matter what. What you experience is the same Debbie, my family, and my best friends, those I care for experience. So I'm staying authentic, staying consistent on who I am, no matter who it is. And also, I think I'm also really trying to honor my values. So authenticity is one of them. Kindness is another. Creativity is another. Acceptance, calm, presence, those are core values for me. Freedom. Hmm. Debbie, here we discussed about mind. We discussed about the soul, Mm. which is within us, which is the permanent one. One more thing when it comes to the term yoga, we, as we know, is more about doing some exercises. But yoga means unison, bringing three parts of us into one place and having that experience. That's what provides the presence. Most important thing was the physical. Mm-hmm. So what's your point of view on the importance of being physically present as well? Because you mentioned about that card. You are mm-hmm. in a closed situation, mm-hmm. though it was A's, but we also need to take care of our health and all those things to be present. But what is your viewpoint on that physically present? And how being physically present helps us be mentally present too? Yep. I think they're absolutely connected, Satya. And even though I was in my Jeep in my enclosed vehicle, it wasn't optimum because I like to typically stand when I coach, preferably on an acupressure mat, actually, barefoot. That's one of my secrets. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I have coached outside as well sometimes if I feel like I'm not getting enough fresh air. And I will set up my stand again, put my phone on a tripod, be somewhere private but in nature in the shade, and I take calls this way too. But I think being physically present and anchored in my body is really important for me to maintain presence when I coach. Part of it's through my breathing. I try to anchor in my breathing as I enter the call. But I think, what else am I doing? Sometimes if I am rushed, going from one call to the next or something happened in the interim time, and I will just rub two fingers together intentionally. As I go into the call and just being very mindful with the sensations of the ridges in my skin, it's a positive intelligence technique I trained in when certifying with positive intelligence as a mental fitness coach. And something so simple and innocent as just rubbing two fingers together intentionally can really help me remember to center and anchor Mm. and just be very rooted and calm. Oh, that's awesome. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And also in certain situations, wherever I'm not physically comfortable, I would like to excuse myself Yes. to avoid that conversation mm-hmm. because just for the sake of, you know, taking that, I may not want to take it. That's right. That's also my experience there. So you're saying self-care is really important too. Make sure that you're taking care of your bio needs and then hunger, thirst, your physical body, making sure that you're comfortable in the space in which you're coaching. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. That's absolutely right. I agree. 
Can I ask another question now that you're certifying PCC? With this monkey brain, what do you think our fear is when we're trying to coach the problem more than the person? What do you think drives us? And then what's the impact of staying too much on fixing the problem versus the person? Awesome question. And it's very deep, by the way. Because mm, it's stemming so, from fear, right? It was for me anyway. It is for me still today. Yes. So most of our fear, we need to start analyzing whether it comes from a fact or from assumption. Mm-hmm. We need to start creating, looking at whether or even when we concentrate or we intensely concentrate on the kochi, then whenever there is a fear that crops up or anxiety that crops up, the question there is, is it a fact or is it an assumption? Mm-hmm. And the coaches go through much of that and the real fear, there are real fear that can happen, but they are very objectively analyzed and there are mitigation plans that can happen. At least I have seen when it comes to the coaches that they are able to. When there are assumptions, that is where the monkey takes over and takes them all over the places. What if this happens, that happens and jump from that tree to this tree, this tree to this branch, from there to somewhere else. And taking care of that assumptions and truly saying that the coaches, they identify the assumptions, they are able to take the monkey back, bring it and start that Use the help of the power of that monkey, the mind, to analyze objectively the real fears or risks that are creating the fear to make it mitigate them. Mm-hmm. And beautiful description. I love the metaphor of the monkey jumping from tree to tree. Oh, if this happens, then that's going to happen. But then if that happens, then what else is going to happen? And then it's totally like that, right? It's very like jumping. It morphs into so many more things. What about us? So what are we assuming when we're fixated on trying to fix the problem? Like for me, I think I'm assuming that, A, that's my job when it's not as a coach, but also I think I'm assuming if I don't fix this problem, I am useless value to this individual. I've wasted their time. If I don't fix this problem, then I will lose this client's business. If I don't fix this problem... I'm going to ruin this person's life who trusted in me, which is so silly to say it aloud. What about you? Oh, it is exactly the same thing. It is about, am I, if I'm not fixing problem, why are we having this conversation? If I'm not fixing this problem, that coach, he may think that I'm useless or sometimes I'm even thinking to another extent that if I am not solving their problem, then the coach, may even lose confidence on coaching itself. That's yeah, a huge statement. That's a huge statement. <laughs> and then what? The whole industry implodes. Yeah. <laughs> the whole coaching industry is it ruins. Yeah. <laughs> it's gone from one from abundance to one of scarcity and just one failed call and I didn't fix this problem. Yes. <laughs> and yes, that person's that's... gonna tell everybody. I'm ruined. Yeah, I... My reputation and brand gone. 
exactly and looking back and asking the question what are all of this is assumption versus what are all this is fact brings to just only one thing being in present and yeah. having a conversation with the coach so what do we know to be true satya as we close our call today what do we know to be true the truth is focus on the person mm-hmm. and let the process take its own course and trust the process yes. and uh, in um, again coming back to my indian knowledge is that that unison mm. the yoga you bring the mind soul and body put it in one place to have the conversation with the coachy concentrate on the person mm-hmm. and the process is what will take its own course mm-hmm. and what usually results for you and your coachy when you coach the person and be very present with them versus jump in with spreadsheets and business plans to <laughs> to fix their problems it has created an experience it creates an experience for them first second thing is based on that experience the beautiful thing is we both learn each other from each other mm-hmm. and third thing that happens is the takeaways still i believe that they will go through the excel sheets and stuff they will solve the problem ultimately that belief itself is helping us to solve the problems yes so the problem still gets solved but in a different more deep more meaningful way that sustains them with some tools and insight that serves them for the rest of their lives exactly exactly and they're more confident because they realize from us being present together in that call that they had the answers within them all along that's right that's right it was so self revealing and it is so enlightening this is the true enlightenment mm-hmm. finding the answer by themselves mm-hmm. so beautiful satya i've really enjoyed our exchange about shifting our very active monkey like brains when we coach from feeling that we must solve the problem to have any value to trusting the process and being present with another human being thank you for reminding me of this very very important shift in our minds thank you thank you for having me here debbie and i really enjoyed this conversation as usual me too can i invite you back as you continue to certify and as i continue to certify sure definitely yes. thanks debbie thank you so much from the us state of wisconsin you've been listening to competency number 5 Want to learn more about communications and coaching? See my show notes for my LinkedIn profile, website, and my Medium channel. There you'll gain more tips and techniques on effective communications, including the coach approach to leading and communicating. Thank you to my producer Dota Nagini for the elegant edits that you hear in each episode. and to the indie rock band from Seattle Wiretree for my podcast music you're listening to marching band you can follow competency number 5 wherever you get your podcasts do forward this episode to those you care for and love speak with you next episode and bye bye for now you